This is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com. My name is Chris Welterdink, and I'm the director of Young People's Ministries for Discipleship Ministries. And Jeremy Steele and I, who uh, always get to hang out on Thursdays, unless there's an annual conference meeting, um, I'm here again with the Youth Worker Recharge. So, Jeremy, uh, hey, how was your annual conference last week? It was glorious. It was a revelation. It was everything that you've ever heard anyone say about annual conference, of course, right? That is exactly how I feel about everything in the Book of Discipline. It is (laughs) always clearly followed. It is amazing. It is easy to access, and it solves every problem in the entire world. That's, Um, That's what people say. Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, the reason that Jeremy and I are here today is um, we like to do this, you know, youth worker recharge where we try to, you know, pour a little bit of fun and energy and life back into our cups because um, youth ministry is tough and we never want people to feel alone. Um, And actually, this is going to be a a really, really good topic for today because we're tackling uh, self-care and Sabbath, which is part of the second bundle of uh, crash courses in youth ministry that are now available. Yeah. And I think this is so important. And, uh, and, you know, for me today, equally hypocritical as it is important, because I just worked all weekend after working all week. And there is not an extra day off for me in sight because of uh, the way I have built my life right now. Um, And, uh, but uh, it's, it's part of who we are. And, and even though I'm in a short season of a whole lot of work without a whole lot of rest, I can tell you that the only way I can make it through seasons like this is because when I'm not in seasons like this, I do my absolute best to try to deal with self-care and Sabbath. Um, and, and there is a tank that gets filled up, right? When you are taking care of yourself and taking Sabbath, that is a gift to you in times when those things just don't happen. Well, and I'm glad to hear you say that it's a, a short season, right? That you find yourself no. in right now, because they will happen, right? Busyness happens. Um, but if we let busyness happen too much, uh, it feeds into burnout. And then if you don't address the burnout very well, it, it can pretty quickly turn into something that's been termed like the dark night of the soul. Um, Absolutely. And it's one of the spaces where you find yourself doubting um, who you are and what you're doing and Am I making a difference in ministry? Am I even doing the right thing? And and I start off the self care and Sabbath ebook, you know, talking a little bit about one of my own dark nights of the soul. Um, I was in my late twenties, and uh, gosh, I, I had been at my local United Methodist Church for maybe five years, and we had grown a ton, right? Like by numerical measurements, it was a huge, huge success. Um, right. But I was also putting in way more than 40 hours a week, Um, certainly at least five out of my seven evenings were filled with church activities. Um, My personal life was kind of starting to suffer. Um, And there's that line that uh, I think it's Bilbo Baggins has in Lord of the Rings, where he talks about um, feeling like butter being scraped over too much bread. Mm. And I, I was just I was feeling spread thin. And there was no meaning, there was no powerful 
you know, revelation. There was no great stuff in any of the stuff I was leading. Um, and it was tough because uh, I was really bad at self-care and Sabbath. And in a weird kind of twisted way, there was somebody else on our church staff who was so good at self-care <laughs> and Sabbath time. That it Which almost- when you were in that season, oh. you really appreciated and got tips from and were grateful for that example. You know, it made like my dark night of the soul even darker. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she was shining so brightly with these really awesome yes. boundaries and like her ability to be fully present at all church stuff when she was there. And when it was time to be out of church, she she was so good about spending intentional time with God and doing things that were good for herself and her family that yeah, it kind of it kind of ticked me off a little bit, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that w- that wasn't necessarily the best part of the uh, the experience for me. But I had a senior pastor who was really helpful in terms of plugging me into um, a spiritual director, and I spent several months with once a week appointments that became part of my expectations for my job. Right? She, mm. the senior pastor that I had, Janet, was like, "No, listen, if if you are." feeling that you need to get that taken care of. And we're going to make that part of your 40 hours. And we're going to set you at 40 hours as well. So do that spiritual direction, do that counseling piece. Uh, and, and really it was pretty huge. Yeah, no, that's huge. I, you know, and I think those dark nights of the soul sometimes are of our own making. Absolutely. And sometimes they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think one of the darkest times um, was, uh, when my wife and I um, experienced a miscarriage and it was really hard um, uh, on so many levels, um, including the fact that I was still in youth ministry and I didn't really do myself any favors during that time, right? I, I was teaching, I was you know, I was still involved in all of my tasks and, you know, I was really doing a a good job of just putting on a, a face and, um, and just being, uh, being somebody I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that made it worse. Um, Partially because uh, I was at a place where um, I don't know if this was an accurate perception or not, but that my perception that I had, I felt like was being modeled from the the senior pastor was one where you were, Sabbath was not, you know, a thing that, that was encouraged, right? You, they, uh, he and his wife would go on a vacation and tell you, come back and tell you all of the work they did for the church. Right. And, um, and all of those things uh, produced in me, this sort of sense of expectation to not give yourself space in difficult times. Um, and I worked through that, but, um, but those dark nights of the soul, um, those dark nights of the soul need extra space. Yeah. Um, that's great language to use. And, uh, I, I know you want to go on a little bit too. I just want to jump in and say, thank you for your vulnerability there as well. Right. Because that's, uh, 
a big thing to be able to share and and people don't necessarily really like being vulnerable either. So right. I wanted to thank you for that. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I was in that moment where I wasn't sure that God existed and I wasn't sure that if God existed, that I really wanted to be playing on team God anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was, it was really hard uh, at the same time leading Bible studies and, you know, all of these things that uh, when you are, leading a life that is not fully who you are um it all that just the act of doing that eats away at you more um and so one of the things that at the advice of a really good counselor and therapist right you um was giving myself time and space to feel Mm. right um, one of the things that is really great about ministry and youth ministry is that outside of some number of meetings um, that are impossible to ever cancel, um, <laughs> you can cancel things. You can change your schedule. Uh, you Most churches, if you are not feeling well, it's it's not like there's somebody on an operating table waiting for you to take out an organ, right? You right. cannot show up. And so I would just send a text saying, I'm not feeling well. I didn't tell them that it was emotional and that I needed to go home and cry or scream or whatever. Because youth ministry um, can do that to you. Right. Yeah. But I just did. And, and it helped. That giving that time for self-care, for processing my emotions. And ever since that time, that giving space during those hard times, canceling things, putting things on hold has been the, the thing that has continued to help me move through those times. Um, because I have a job like that. And not everybody does. Everybody, not everybody gets paid if they don't clock in at a specific time and clock out at a specific time. So there are lots of downsides to being in youth ministry when you're in a season like that. But there isn't, there's a huge upside that you have to take advantage of. Yeah, I I completely agree. And, uh, you know, the the way that you were talking about it reminds me of uh, Psalm 46, actually, mm-hmm. um, it's one of the things that we're really bad at sometimes in youth ministry, yeah. um, because it's a go, go, go kind of a, a model a lot of the time, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But Psalm 46 is that one that says, be still and mm-hmm. know that I am God. Um, and actually, I, I would love to kind of pull apart that word that gets translated as be still a little bit, Yeah. yeah. Um, because it, it's Rafa. Mm-hmm. And depending on the translation that you have, um, that can mean something like be still. Uh, It can mean something like release or let go. Uh, It can also mean something like surrender. Um, I've also seen translations that uh, translate it as something like just shut up, (laughs) right? Like (laughs) be quiet, stop putting all your own stuff out there and, and be with God and that's something that youth ministry, I don't know, traditionally has not been known for. Absolutely. No, that's, that's a hundred percent. Um, one of the biggest gifts to me, um, pretty early on in youth ministry, um, uh, there was a movement within, uh, the youth ministry world called, um, 
in the church world called the emerging church. And part of that movement was recovering some ancient spiritual practices, um, especially Eastern style meditation practices that grew out of the uh, the Desert Fathers. Um, and one of the things that has really helped me for a long time is um, is some of those practices like Centering Prayer, Lectio Divina, the Jesus Prayer. All of these prayers are really focused on helping you let go of your conscious mind's need to fill space with thought and rest in the presence of God. Um, and and I, I will, I, I've spent some time leading youth cohort, youth pastor cohorts and things. One of the things that I try to get people to do is to spend regular time on those because it's like working out a muscle, a new muscle group and, um, and learning how to silence your mind, how to be still and be just be let go all surrender, all those things in the presence of God, man, it is so helpful when you need it in a hard time, right? That that's not the first time you're trying to like let go and recenter yourself, but you've actually, you've worked that muscle out to the point where you've got some muscle memory. Even if you're tired, even if you're worn out, even if it's a dark night, you you're like, okay, no, no, I'm going to recenter myself. I'm going to take some breaths. I'm going to say the Jesus prayer, or I'm going to take up my sacred word with centering prayer or whatever it is. Um, because uh, that ability to be still to Rafa is, uh, is not one that we come with, right? It's one that has to be developed. Yeah. I, I resonate with that so very much. And, and I think I've been in a lot of conversations with young youth ministers as well that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, sometimes we find ourselves in ministry because we have felt God through a ministry experience, whether we were a youth or yeah. an adult or whatever. And, and maybe it's just because I was younger and, and more open or less experienced or something. But um, there was a time in life where those God experiences just seemed to wash over me, right? Like over mm -hmm. and over and over again. Um, and then there, there's something about the, the time that we put into ministry or the experiences yeah. that we have that there's an intentionality that has to be there. And so yeah. working out that ability to quiet your mind and just appreciate your relationship with God and all that God is in your life really is genuinely important because you can't count on those spontaneous God moments all the time just to refill your right. cup, you know? As a youth pastor, you don't always have a youth pastor planning the next retreat for you. It's a great point, right? We uh, always, uh, almost always find ourselves being in charge. You know, if yep. there are times that we can put ourselves in the space where we're not the one planning everything, yeah. maybe it opens us up to it a little bit too. Um, I was thinking maybe too, for the last couple of minutes, just because we've kind of gotten into that Sabbath piece, um, you know, the, the title of our ebook is Self-Care and Sabbath. And yep. often when people read about those things, um, they are linked at the hip, right? Like, and, yeah. and sometimes people will just think they're synonymous. They think that self-care mm -hmm. and Sabbath are the same thing. Um, and I hope that people have heard from the conversation that we've had so far, um, that Sabbath really is something different, right? Uh, yeah. self-care in my opinion, um, is something that like, it can include your favorite hobbies and pastimes, um, uh, retail therapy. If you like to go out and shop, <laughs> I'm in the mountains. If you want to go hike, it, it, it it's physical care. It's emotional care. It's mental health care, but that's really different than Sabbath stuff. Yeah. I, there's a, um, there's a really great book. 
uh, called Sabbath by a guy named Abraham Joshua Heschel. Mm -hmm. And he is, well, he's amazing in general, but in this book, he talks about Sabbath as like creating a holiness in time um, where the goal is to collect rather than dissipate time. And, um, and this idea that, that, that um, one of the things that Sabbath is about is not being productive, right? It's, uh, it, he talks about um, the lie of uh, the exodus uh, of the slavery in, 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 in Egypt is this idea that people are valued as tools, hmm. right? How much can you produce? Like we value, they were being valued based on like a, a value the same way a shovel is valued, right? Um, and I've never had Sabbath. That experience, have you? <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. Right. And he says Sabbath is stands in direct opposition to that. We are not going to produce on Sabbath. Instead, we are going to collect time and we are going to spend that time in rest and in uh in in spending time with God. Um, and I think that's so it's such a powerful thing because I think if there is anything that our modern world does best, it's value, at least the Western world, it's valuing people based on how much they can produce. Right. Yep. And that's what that church that I was saying, right. They, it was how much can you produce? How much time can you spend working? Uh, how many, you know, souls can you save, right? How, why would you go on vacation and not work, right? That kind of thing. Um, and that's that's a lie that we have to come against um, within ourselves, right? Because that's that's generally not just something that people say outside of us. It's internalized, right? Totally. Yeah. And a, a short way to be able to kind of say it, it, it I think about it as soul care, right? Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. self-care is about your body and your heart and your mind and things that are good for your mental health and your emotional health and physical health, Sabbath is about soul care and soul care happens when you're in the presence of God. And so you got to be really intentional mm -hmm. about it. And I love being able to, to rest and not be measured by that productivity, right? Including spiritual productivity, right? right? Yeah, I, I've, had, I've had people get into Sabbath and say, well, I've, I'm reading 20 chapters of the Bible every Sabbath. And I'm like, well, 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 that's not it, uh -huh. right? Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do on, on a Sabbath day is take a nap. Be still. Right? Just rest. God is not asking you to accomplish spirituality on the Sabbath. <laughs> or I think Jesus, Jesus, Jesus has this moment where they're asking about all these Sabbath rules. And he's like, man was not made for the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Sabbath was made for man, right? It's a gift to us, not something that we were created to accomplish. Yep. Which is hard to get our minds around, right? Because right. we like checking things off the to-do list and be like, yep, Sabbath, nailed it. Mm -hmm. But it's not the thing. It's not the How thing. completely messed up is that? That we are—we've so internalized this 
this value system that bases our value on productivity that even the thing that is supposed to fight against that becomes about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, next week to kind of help out, we're going to get into uh, some other stuff that's in the self-care and Sabbath crash course in youth ministry. Um, we'll talk about some simple practices and then some really practical tips about what you can do to get excuses out of the way and be intentional yes. about that time with God. So um, yeah, Jeremy, thanks for the conversation this afternoon and um, everybody that listened in. Look forward to seeing you uh, at our next Youth Worker Recharge. Thanks. Thanks.